The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broaddus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, season 19, episode number 91. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. we got Patrick and Brian and Amber with us today. Uh, thank you guys for holding it down yesterday. Today, though, uh, we're going to kind of extend the conversation because my guess is you guys talked ad nauseum about that game on Sunday. Uh, but I want to take the conversation in a little, different pro- a little different direction and really focus in on three particular problems that showed their- themselves this last game and really have been problems that the Cowboys have had throughout the season when they've lost and talk to you guys about how big those problems are and how maybe the Cowboys can go about fixing them. we got some player evaluations. i got a few player names I want to throw at you guys and see how you're feeling about where they are uh, in the season and how where they are after this last game. Uh, and of course we got to talk about the NFC, man. That's getting <laughs> really, really interesting now. Oh, yeah. uh, Philadelphia and the Cowboys feel like they feels almost like nobody really <laughs> wants to just take it. Uh, and it's it's going to be interesting all the way down the stretch. So we'll talk about that uh, somewhere along the line as well. Let's start first, though, with those problems that I mentioned. And and here's what I want to do. I'm going to throw out three different problems. And, and as I throw out the problem, I need you guys to tell me, number one, how big is this problem for the Cowboys? And number two, how you think they could possibly go about solving it? Let's start first with the rushing defense. How big of a problem is the rushing defense at this point? Okay, so for more often than not this season, the Cowboys have been uh, above sufficient in run defense. But when they when they give up the goat, man, do they give up the goat? Uh, there's there's no in between with them. When they're having a bad day, look at Arizona, for example. Then look back at the Buffalo Bills. Look at Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers. When the Cowboys uh, go into a game and they start struggling tackling uh, the running back. It's, it just turns out to be a long day for them. They had 12 missed tackles against the Bills, and James Cook went absolutely off, seven, 179 yards on the ground, 220, 221 from scrimmage. So for me, it's it's not going to get any easier as you go up against this Miami Dolphins team who has uh, arguably more talent in the backfield than what the Bills had with James Cook. Um, but it's it's especially with Hankins probably not playing this week either. But if you can get back to tackling, just just get back to the fundamental of if you get your hands on a guy, make sure that first man takes him down and he doesn't get to that second and third level. If you can get back to that, then you will cut down three quarters of those big gainers. And then you can give your your offense a chance and, you know, you're passing a, a pass rush a chance as well. So for me, that's what it boils down to. I mean, they're going to have a hard time, like I said, without Hankins, but tackle because missing tackles, especially on the road, you end up getting run through. Um, I mean, it, it is a huge problem, I think. And especially when you put out performances, when you keep putting out performances like the one they just had against Buffalo, you're showing once again the recipe for success for other teams to attack you and how to attack you. We know that Miami and Detroit, they have the talent to run. They are really good at running. So it is a challenge that I don't know. Don't ask me how. Because I don't have the answer. I think I would be making more money if I did and working somewhere else over there. Um, 
but I don't have the answer. I do, I just don't know how you fix it in such a short amount of time. And in December, it's hard to change things. That's very difficult to do. And one big thing that will be huge is by the playoffs, Jonathan Hankins is mm-hmm. supposed supposed to return by then. So hopefully... Um, that it's something that will clearly help them to have a body like him and a talent like him back on the lineup. But I, I just, I don't have an answer for you. Oh no, it's an easy fix. Oh yeah, there's an easy fix here. It's your offense. Mm. Look what happens when this team scores 40 points a game. Nobody runs the ball on you. Mm. Your your best weapon against a team that wants to run the ball on you is your offense, because you put people in a lot of hurt. It's hard to be down 30 points in a game and sit there and run the football all day. Mm-hmm. Carolina did it. Carolina had some success running the ball. We forgot about Carolina. They ran the ball pretty well, and mm-hmm. you missed tackles, and yeah. you didn't fit. And you know, So this is kind of an ongoing problem. Okay, Two of your bad road losses were before the bye, which you've now kind of adapted your offense. That's looked a lot better. Uh, but you saw what happens when somebody shuts your offense down, Buffalo. Okay? When you shut this this Cowboy offense down, it 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 takes away two things. It takes away Dallas's ability to uh, to uh, rush the passer mm-hmm. because people are committed to just saying, you know what, you're right now you're you're constructed in a way because of injury. You're having to find ways to play with players out of place. And those guys are doing the best they can. Bell is doing the best he can to play down in the box. Curse is doing the best he can to play down in the box. All of a sudden, we've seen what Penn and Pole does to this team, okay? When they have to deal with blockers on the move right at them, it's tough. When you're 221 pounds and you're taking on 312-pound tackles all day and guards and centers, it's not an easy task. Yeah. This team got this team lost its ability to defend the run when Leighton Vanderish went down, when Overshone went out. That's when this team, when they didn't get Shaq Lawson or she was Shaq Leonard, that's when this team's ability to, to you know, we talk about Hankins all you want, but the ball was run on the edge. Mm-hmm. It was the edge. It was perimeter runs that killed you in that game the other day. But the best defense or the best way to stop this way of people running the ball on you. It's continued to score on offense, and that's what happened. Buffalo shut you down, and it made the, it took, made their job a lot easier when they were just committed to like, okay, you're not going to stop the run, and you're not going to score. We could play right with you. They were comfortable not throwing the ball at all in that football game. You know why? Because Dallas pass rush is the best in the league. You know, when people get behind, they get a dose of that. Nobody wants to deal with that in a game. Buffalo had a great game plan, and they executed it very well. The missed tackles, yeah. The lack of size and bulk at, at, at positions, yeah. But your offense did nothing in that game. And, and I love the point about offense, and I'll, I'll even add to that and just expand it a bit. It's just about scoring, period. Go back and look at week one, rainy environment in New York, uh, and the offense just couldn't get going. But guess what? Your defense put points on the board. Yeah. So to that point, it's it's just about however you can, be it offense and or defense, points have to be put on the board. Right. Because to Brian's point, playing from behind, uh, that's going to give that other team an opportunity to keep pushing at that run defense. You have to take that away from them. Yeah, CC. Seattle, it got into a shootout game, mm-hmm. and defense was struggling their ass off to get a stop. But what did they do? Dallas's offense kept playing, kept, kept playing, yeah. kept yeah. scoring, kept playing. What happened? You got three fourth down stops that mm-hmm. won that game. 
that's your fix, guys. That's your fix. It's your offense. Because people fear your offense. They fear your pass rush, but they know that they can if they that they take care of your offense, they're never going to see your pass rush. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good uh, thinking outside the box a little bit here, trying to find solutions. Because when you go back to the beginning of the season, you were surviving because of your defense. You were, they were hiding a little bit of all the issues that the sure. offense was having because of the defense. Yep. And then once the defense started getting hurt, players coming out, right. you mentioned all the guys that were out and that they've struggled to that uh, with that and having to adjust. Now that's when the offense started getting their their Getting stuff together yeah. and and making it work <laughs> no she wanted this yeah me too no no i'm a lady <laughs> but um yeah they're making it work but now when like you said when you see the offense not being able to take care of business then yeah. again the the defense it's clearly show with teams that what, are run heavy what, what happened, they can do yeah the game and and i and i i kind of put the i put the arizona and san francisco game in another category before because that's before you had the cross the hall meetings and fixed the offense yeah but you know what happened in those games offense didn't do anything against arizona mm-hmm. offense didn't do anything against san francisco offense didn't do anything against buffalo mm-hmm. those are your losses right there when this team when this quarterback's playing at a high level which he has the majority of the season you know they got they got shut down the other day. They couldn't get open. Yeah. Couldn't complete a pass. The one thing Buffalo let them do was run the ball. They're like, cool. <laughs> we're not giving up any big <laughs> plays. Yeah, let Pollard run for six, seven yards a crack. We're okay. But the game was in hand. They knew you couldn't stop them. So I, you know, that's that's the common denominator here to me. If the Cowboys are going to have success, it's going to be on the offense because the defense is wounded right now with the personnel that they're having to play with. And, and that's no disrespect to the guys playing. But, man, you are asking guys to play in a, in a situation that is it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough to deal with 318-pound guys coming at you all day when you're in the box and you're trying to fight blocks and find the ball. And, the, and you got a back like Cook that's able to look at one way and then take it back all the way the other way. And you're gonna, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse with that. Was there anything in what San Francisco? I'm sorry, what Buffalo did to them defensively that can be used in the future yeah. to slow down this offense? Yeah, they they what they did was, and they we called back in the day where we said clog and cover. Yeah, you know, and when you when you to me there was one play where it seemed like the f- the first shot to, to Cooks was a play where you actually saw another route affect the safety to get the ball down the field. They just missed the play. Other than that, it looked very much like offense weeks one through five. No, so it was the Cowboys, what the Cowboys did, not, I, not what the I, I, the Bills, Bills to me, did. To me, the Bills, we, we talked about this. We all on this panel believe in the metrics. We love to study the numbers now. We love to look at. This team was one of the worst in the league when it came to separation. Mm-hmm. They, they were we one of the about worst. Yep. Yep, yep. So what did they do to prevent separation? They played zone coverage. They played five across, two on the back. Seven guys there. Okay, now find space. Okay, then next time we're going to play four across, three in the back. Find space. You know, there was, it was a time where they threw the route. The one route they had where they threw the corner route to, to uh, CeeDee Land along the sidelines, there was a nice stack, threw it over the top, boom, big play, like 15, 18 yards. On that play, Tolbert's usually the guy running the clear out there. That play shouldn't have been that. Sh- that play shouldn't even been contested. Mm-hmm. But what happened? They didn't affect the safety. 
You know, Tolbert didn't run the route far enough, fast enough to affect. We've seen routes. How about the route that went to the middle of the field to CeeDee Lamb? They rotate to two deep, two guys on the hash. Dak reads it all the way. I'm going to fit this thing. But you know why? Because that route by Cooks is going to affect uh, Poyer, the safety. Didn't affect him. Mm. He, he kept his eyes and hips inside. Didn't turn. How many times have we seen the safety turn the wrong way and now the ball's right behind him? 37-yard yep. gain. We've seen that all, all year. In this game, it didn't work. That didn't work. And so now that's the challenge. Like, okay, were we on the screws running routes in this game? You know, the Cowboys' skill guys do a great job of helping each other. A great job of helping each other. When guys are, when there's a route that needs to be thrown, two guys are running a route to get guys out of the way. You saw a big play down the, uh, in the uh, Philadelphia game to, to, to uh, Cooks that was that Lamb and Tolbert took four Eagles with them, and it was one on one on the outside. I mean, that's. That's when this team is really good. When the route running's good, and when the quarterback has that ability to find that opening, he knows where he needs to go with the ball, but he also has to have time to throw the ball too. So you say they weren't affecting the safety, affecting the defense. They weren't. That yeah. Is that a lot about the fact? Was that? Would you put it more on Buffalo through their film study saying we're not? We know what their tendencies yeah. are. We're not going to fall for the eye candy. Yeah. Was that more of what happened, or Veteran, was it just that they weren't running the right right no, routes? I think I think there was a combination of. I'm not going to say we're not running the right routes. Yeah. I don't think the routes that the Cowboys were running, the combinations affected the. The Bills gotcha. in a way, Bills were Bills were comfortable with playing. You know, like okay, just sit in your zone. Don't don't yep. do anything stupid. Don't go chasing a guy from one zone to another, and then Dallas is going to run a play behind it mm-hmm. or run a route behind that because that's what Dallas will do. They'll take you. They'll take you inside, and all of a sudden you go chasing, and you're playing zone, and all of a sudden it leaves an area, and Dak's like, oh, right, right there, Boop, yep. Yep. throw you the ball. That didn't happen in this game. When we watch Dallas play, when Dallas is really humming. Their their tape is fun to watch because you see all the combinations. Mm-hmm. Like I say, that offense that we saw in Buffalo looked very much like weeks one through five. And, and also to that point, uh, for whatever reason, the pre-snap motion got turned down against the Bills. Um, yeah. When you look at the the trend that the Cowboys have been on the past several weeks, I mean, they've been doing pre-snap. But they've really leaned in, into it 60%, 70%, 80%, and now 40%. Um, so that goes to – the pre-snap motion goes to the ability of, you know, redirecting and, and getting guys thinking on defense. And that's why you've been so successful in getting guys like CeeDee Lamb on, on the heater that he was on over the past several weeks, getting Dak Prescott going with these uh, these this offense, Jake Ferguson, Brandon Cooks, for example, some of these other guys but in not doing the pre-snap motion it obviously makes the offense a little bit less difficult to defend because you, whatever you're looking at the, the, what more than half the time against the Bills whatever they were looking at that's what it was once the ball was snapped you got to get these guys moving around and the Cowboys have shown that they can be a dominant offense more often than not when they use pre-snap motion to a greater uh, altitude than what they were doing against the Bills so for whatever reason and they're you know, there's context around it when you start talking about um, the situations, like situational football. But for the most part, I'm kind of hard-pressed to just sit back and look at this and say, you know, come to a determination as to why they chose to turn down the pre-stat motion, especially in a game Well, it might have been because of zone. Because yeah. they were such a zone-heavy team that motion— You're not Mike, Mike, reads from motion, Mike yeah. said this. Mike said this before. I don't run motion just to run motion. It mm-hmm. has to have a purpose to yep. it. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's getting so much zone that he's thinking like, 
well, if I motion this, and 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 I, I'm with you, Patrick. I'm I'm with you about the motion stuff, but I'm also thinking like maybe what McCarthy would say. Mm-hmm. I'm getting such a zone heavy look mm-hmm. that motion is not going to affect a team that's playing zone coverage ninety percent right. of the time. Yep. You know that he's like, well, if I'm moving, what am I moving for? You know, now maybe you can move it in order to get to your bunch formations mm-hmm. and get four on one side and attack and flood zones and stuff yep. like that. But they made a determination that moving in this game was not going to affect Buffalo because Buffalo was going to sit there. How many plays did Buffalo make where where your your receiver had to be a defensive back in that game? That that's that's the thing that that's what's disturbing to me. Mm-hmm. That that like man that that just wasn't that wasn't a good game for the play caller. I don't think it was particularly good for the quarterback, the receivers, anybody that was on the offensive side of the ball. And really the whole team. But yeah. to your point, we started this whole conversation. In my opinion, the best way to help this defense is be great on offense because you can't do enough right now. Making teams one-dimensional where one-dimensional turns into throwing the ball, that's your defensive strength. And I agree with you wholeheartedly, and it is amazing to see how far we can come in such a short period of time because back during training camp, I think we all agreed the yeah. defense was the best thing this mm-hmm. team does. The injuries have robbed them yeah, of an it's, opportunity. It's completely changed it. Diggs yeah. being out. Layton. Hooker not playing the yeah. other day. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot yeah. of things that yeah. went into that game the other day that, that overshone. I mean, I'm watching overshone play a game the last game of the year, and we're all watching the game. He's played six plays. He's got three tackles. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was flying. How do you not tell me that doesn't translate into okay? Sound we got oh, we got an idea for this guy. Yeah, sound you know, sound. all of a sudden, and now and then you lose. You know, and say what you want about Shacklin. Say whatever you want about that. That could have helped. That yeah. something just having a veteran that knows how to play a little running. Veteran big body. He might yeah. not be able to cover worth a damn, but my guy, the guy could play some run defense. Yep. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to jump into these other problems and see if we can give you some solutions as good as that solution that, was that one, we had. I'm sorry, I we'll talked too much. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. <laughs> Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. <laughs> but the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper... 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. The 2024 NFL Pro Bowl games are taking over Orlando, and the roster's up to you to cast. Cast your ballot for the 2024 Pro Bowl games vote and send your favorite Cowboy players to compete in the ultimate AFC and NFC showdown this February. Vote now at DallasCowboys.com slash vote. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking problems and solutions. Here we go. Problems and solutions. I'll talk about the rush defense. No, we want your input. Uh, penalties. Penalties is the next problem. <laughs> next problem we're going to talk about. Tell me how big of this offense. problem this is. Get the offense going. <laughs> oh, man. Let's put it all on Let's the offense. Let's keep rolling with that. Yeah. If you score 40 points a game, uh-huh. if you penalties have, don't matter. You score 40 points a game and have 18 penalties, you'll still win the game. <laughs> how big of a problem is that, though? It's huge. Uh, look at this last game. Yeah. Look at what happened just yeah. recently. And again, I have no answer. Like, just kick me off the show. Because this is something that's not new. We've been talking about it since forever. And they've gone, they started getting a little better. And then all of a sudden, you have games like this. And to be fair, there are so many penalties that should not happen. Like, it's not on them that I think they're just complete BS. But. We come in like here and we say, yeah, but we say the same thing of like, okay, it is what it is. You can't change the officiating. You can't change. the. It's not in our power or hand. So it is up to you as a player to be cognizant and, and conscious of what kind of moves you're doing. Sam Williams, I absolutely love the guy. I love him so much and I'm rooting for him. I, I root every week for him. But you can never trust him. It's gone to the point that he's uh, the Kelvin Joseph at the time where he, he, the inconsistency is there. He'll make a really good play and then get a penalty. And it's like it happens so often. Zach Martin, absolutely love the guy. He's one of my favorite players. And you have a, and he has a lot of power. But to come in... that's my quarterback get out of here but things like that that you you know better you know better and there's no reason why this should be such a reoccurring issue week after week 
All right. So it's it's twofold because one, um, again, I mean, we could talk about the quality or lack thereof in the NFL officiating. It is, it is atrocious, but I'm not going to get on that soapbox. Fine. Don't, yeah. Don't don't make. Remember, you work for this team. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. Don't don't. Derek make... will have to answer to that. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say Patrick right over there is go get his check. No, yeah. At least, at least at least wait until after the holidays. Yeah. Right. I can get away with this. Wait until after the holidays. Um, but no. I yeah. Mean, I'm, I'm literally typing a text to Brian like get after the officiating. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not going to get on that soapbox. I did that a, a couple weeks or so ago. So I mean, that's on record. So let's focus on what's controllable. And what's controllable is, you know, you look at the penalty against J. Ron Curtis. It, it, it shouldn't have happened. But if you look at the penalty on Tank, for example, yes, that was ticky tack. Yes, Josh Allen flopped. But Tank, be a little bit smarter there. Don't don't get into him and then extend your arms and give him an opportunity to flop. Uh, they were driving down the field on that first drive. They get down deep and then guess what? You hold them on uh, on third and four, and then you give them that. Right. So uh, penalties, three personal fouls, you award them 18 of their first 21 points. You're down 21 to three. And then on your first offensive drive, you're moving down the field. No, you didn't connect on Brandon Cooks, but you didn't let that defeat you. You get on their side of the field and then hold it on Tyler Smith. And then that moves to a third and 14. And then they pin their ears back. Your offensive line was already struggling. And then they sack Dak Prescott. You get nothing on that drive. That's a punt. So look no further than the Bills game to see just how problematic um, penalties can be. Now, what I will say, though, is not obviously not all penalties are created equal. It's timing and it's type. That's how I break down penalties. Type of penalty and the timing in which the penalty happens. You get a personal foul when you're up 40 points. No one, no one cares. It doesn't matter. You get a personal foul when, you know, they're punting the ball and you run into the kicker. That, that's a big deal. And on the road, so forth and so on. So it's just, it's a discipline thing for the ones that you can control and that's why they can be so infuriating because when you know they know better and they still don't do better that can be aggravating so it's 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 an easy fix in that don't put the game in the officials hands because they're going to make bad calls at some point in the game don't compile that by giving them an opportunity to make calls against you when you probably later in the game you're probably going to get or you're not going to get um or you might get a roughing the passer for whatever the case may be. And it might be completely bogus, mm. but what if you actually gave them an opportunity to justify that call? Just don't give an opportunity to justify. The bad calls are going to happen. Don't make, the, don't give them good calls on top of the bad calls. That's what's frustrating about it. Never worked for or covered a team that gets more penalties on third down than this crew. Mm. And killer ones. Killer penalties where you get off the field, you know, and, and – you know, I think they've done a better job with the alignment penalties. That's been a lot of problems they've had, you know, lining up off sides, those kind of things. Uh, but there is um, – there's no fix for this. And I think McCarthy does a good job of talking about the officials. I know they study the officials. I know they go over what calls officials make. It's a segment I do every Friday on 105.3 The Fan, and I do it in a pregame show talking about – because you got to know. Mm-hmm. you got to know – do these guys call delay a game penalties? Can you take the clock down to it? Are they going to call a lot of holding penalties? Are they going to let the Are they going to let you play? You know, you got to know these things going into this game. But um, I think the thing that that bothers me the most are those third down penalties, where you just you know you have you're, you're off the field, and now you get a defensive holding on the other side of the field, or you get a hands to the face, or you get a roughing the passer penalty, you know. Those are the ones to me that are killer. The holding penalties and stuff, I understand. It's tough blocking in the National Football League. 
they're really good athletes on the other side of the on defense. You know, it's unfortunate though that your best player on defense doesn't get calls. He doesn't teams. get calls. He really doesn't. I think it's get now up to what thirty three yeah, quarters that he has not had a whole. He hadn't had one since the no Chargers way to game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's no way. No and, way to justify. And and there and there was you know and, and they even put him in the middle in the the Buffalo game and he draws a call where he's basically it's like a rodeo move. Uh, the center Morse has got his arms around his neck like he's doing a bulldog technique, but you know that that's it, you just got to keep playing. But I don't think there's a fix for this because they talk about it all the time, and it's they talk about discipline and all that. You just hope it's not going to be one of these penalties that kills them in a game, like all of a sudden you're in a tight game and then you get the running into the kicker in or San the, Francisco, yeah, or something like that, and now the game is completely flipped. Can we yep. make banners and be like, okay, every third down, key moments, be careful, yeah. <laughs> no watch penalties. out, Composure. no penalty, yeah. discipline, yeah. like everybody, just I, a I reminder, just, okay, this moment is not the, the moment to do it. it. Yeah. No penalties, no penalties. <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't see it changing, and, but I hope it doesn't happen where it kills you in a game and you lose a game because of you did something stupid. I mean, we saw – what. Uh, uh, and I mean, I don't mean stupid. In a, I'm not trying to be mean, but we saw Tolbert line up in Green Bay offsides. Mm-hmm. You're lining up offside. Why? And we saw it in Kansas City the other day yeah. in a game they were in. They they're going to win the game, and they line up offsides. You literally have someone there you who have, will tell you yeah, if you're okay or yeah, not. Yeah, you just have to have the discipline. And I I, I know it's not going to change. Or Truman, Philly, you know, I'm not yeah. man downfield because he yeah. didn't declare. Those yeah. types of yeah. that's just I'm not, that's yeah. mental errors. And that's that's my biggest challenge. And and even in this last game, Amber, you you highlighted the ones that I was thinking about, but it's the ones where it's like that didn't have to be a penalty. Exactly. Like you just Dak, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Tank, just pull up. Like, exactly. it's okay. He don't, got rid of the ball. Just pull up. You don't have to – Zach, you don't have to prove a point here. Yeah. Like, you might run over there and you might run over there and you might say some things and you can call him everything from here to whatever, but don't hit him because the moment you hit him, now you've allowed them exactly to get 15 yards yeah. and you don't need to. Exactly. But but I remember a game against the I know exactly you're going to where Andy Dalton got lit up and nobody went to his defense and their offensive line got called out for that. They did. And but again, I go back to he can run over there. Yeah. He can jump in the guy's face. Don't butt him. Because yeah. the moment you touch the moment there's contact, because yeah. I I guarantee you this, I'll say this. There's a bunch of calls that players don't like from referees. You ever see one hit a, a referee? They don't. And the reason they why should, is they know, because they know they're, they, they have control because they know the penalty is going to be severe. Right. right? Like and they don't gone. want the severe penalty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my point. Like, you have enough control to say, I can, I can make my point. I can get over there and I can get in his face and I can let him know, like, whatever you need to tell him. Like, right. whatever. You, you use your imagination. Whatever you want to tell him. But the moment you bump him is the moment you now okay. have stepped into giving them yards that you just don't have to give away. There's some sports where you can get away yes. with... Okay, last night, I'm going to... Dallas Stars were playing the Seattle Kraken's in town, and they they take a run at Wedgwood, the goalie. They he, he, he catches the puck, he holds it, they take a run, guy runs over. All of a sudden, that guy that ran into Wedgwood goes to the corner, and now all these green jerseys are just... Yep. And the official's like, who'd he send off? The guy who ran into the goalie. Yeah, that's the sport where they let they will, they let, will let you. you they will yeah. let you defend yeah. anybody that you take you take a run at. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I, and I and I, quite frankly, I think in a sport like football, I would 
I would approach it the same way if yeah. I was the person making the league rules around that kind there of stuff. Be a little bit more. Discretion. I, I would I would allow that not. kind of stuff a little bit more. But even the what NBA happened. even did it for a while. They used to have back in the day the the Mahorns and yeah. those kind of. They yeah. were regulators yeah. on the court. Yeah. Like it, they yeah. took care of that kind of stuff on the court. It's just that that for whatever reason the NFL just doesn't have an appetite for that, and the players have to know the NFL doesn't have the appetite for that. So don't invite it. You can't invite it. And that's my point. I mean, bad calls are going to happen as far as officiating. You can't control those, but the ones you can control, like those, just don't don't let that be one of the reasons that you lose the game. Like just. But don't. nothing yeah. crazy happened. Like. No, I agree. It's no, no, not no. A I'm big saying deal. like right before when Z- for Zach to do that. It wasn't like a crazy because what what exactly it, even happened to right. Dak? It's, like it wasn't it's anything. Not like somebody we've got seen worse. We've yeah. seen worse yeah. of like yeah. interactions, yeah. and it wasn't. And even I actually that think big. he missed him. My, my personal belief, like it looked like he kind of went over Dak he barely, when, he, yeah, when he hit him, he but I don't touched know. Touched him, yeah. so it's it, I don't know. But it's but taking yes. a run at a guy. That's yeah. what the whole thing about it is. It's just taking a run. But you, what you lost was the fifteen yards. Yep. That's what right. you lost. You yeah. lost 15 yards. In that would have had you in their territory. Tiger and the next tiger. play, you actually got the 15 yards yeah. on the next play. Yeah. But imagine that. If you had already been at the 43 yeah. and then you get 15, now yeah. we're in field goal range. We're really cooking, right? As opposed to that in, that drive ends up stalling and you get no points out of type it. And you know? Type and timing. Type and timing. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back. I got one more problem for you guys Two to solve. Two questions through the day. All right, we're doing good. <laughs> I know. We're working through this thing. <laughs> These problems are an issue. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code Cowboys. VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. 
Demarcus Lawrence is the Dallas Cowboys nominee for the 2023 <laughs> Walter Pate NFL Man of the Year Award presented by Nationwide. Help Tank raise funds for Dak Prescott's Faith, Fight, and Finish Foundation by casting your vote on NFL.com slash Man of the Year or tweet your support using the hashtag WPMOY challenge. Voting ends on January 8th. Vote for Tank. That's one of the best awards you can win 100%. ever. Absolutely. There's is. a lot of awards you can win in the National Football League. That's the best one. And I actually love that that for all the past winners on their they put, helmet, they well, have, they have on, they on, on their the helmet and on their on the, on the jersey. There's yeah. a, a decal yeah. uh, denoting that they are previous winners of Man of the Year, and it is. It's a very well respected award as well. Huge. Probably award. more respected than almost any other award, there, just from yeah. the standpoint of you got to be a good player. And a good person. And a good person. And I actually love that that, that they're taking time to recognize yeah. the good players and good people. Yeah. Right. One hundred percent. All right. Final segment. Let's go. We got uh <laughs> you know something? This segment's gonna be brought to you by blockchain.com. Let's do that. Ding. Okay, ding. All right, here we go. We got one more problem to solve. You guys are doing a great job, by the way. I'm gonna send all this stuff. I'm packaging it up, send it over to coach. We'll see if we can get this <laughs> stuff get them to start working on this stuff. But here's the final problem. And, and I don't know if there's a clear answer on this one, but let's try it. Road games. How big of a problem is it? I mean, when you're three and four on the road, it's a problem. It's a pretty big problem. Well, and um you're seven and no at home. But you're under 500 on the road. It's something that has but, to but be fixed. But let me be clear: Is it that you're three and four on the road because you're three and four on the road? Like the road has something to do with that, or is it that the three teams that you've lost to ha- that were really good happen to be on the road, and you may have lost those games at that's, home as well? That's for me. It's C. All of the above, because obviously when you're playing on the road, you don't have the the benefit of you're playing in front of your crowd in a controlled environment in the dome. You don't have wind. You don't have this to account for. You get to sleep in your sleep number bed uh, at home and you don't have it, by the way. Right. And you don't have the added aspect of what part of the country are you traveling one? to. Exactly. Right. So Look it up. <laughs> that I have one. That LASIK while you're at it. <laughs> I think we can do LASIK, yeah. Amber, right? Yeah, we can do a little that, LASIK. That's, that's me next next year. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you don't have the added aspect of travel. Are you, you know, having to go to Buffalo, then come back home, then go to Miami? Do you have to go to the West Coast and lose time, et cetera, et cetera? So, I mean, all of those are very real factors. that, uh, And that's why playing on the road is always going to be more difficult in any sport not just the nfl you're going to typically play better at home but it also goes to what we're talking about when you're on the road you have to play more mistake-free football you can't you know uh have self-inflicted wounds with penalties that's just going to worsen the situation um so being that the type and timing of the penalties that are happening on the road seem to be worse than when they're happening at home it just makes you wonder if the mentality is as sharp on the road as it is at home and right now i would have to say the answer is no and if we're talking about mentality of playing on the road that combined with three and four is very concerning for me because let's assume you don't get the the number two seed or the number one seed your road to going to the nfc championship and then the super bowl is it's on the road, quite literally. And the Super Bowl, I mentioned it yesterday with Ambar hosting. The Super Bowl is not played at AT&T Stadium. That's guess where? That's in Las Vegas. That's on the road as well. So even if you get to the promised land and you get an opportunity to end this drought, even that's not at home. So for me, it's a mentality thing. They need to play sharper football, and they need to get better at understanding, especially offense, because the offense tends to turn down on the road. They need to get better on offense. They need to play more mistake-free football, and then the rest will kind of handle itself. Uh, Legends actually does the hospitality and stuff at, at Vegas, so I think we'll have a home game there. We'll be okay. So we'll get the mac and cheese. We got a piece of home. They have the mac and cheese. Got a little piece of home there. Okay. This comes down to communication. 
The problem is is when you play it when you play on the road, communication for your offense. When we watch them play at home, we always see this, here we go, we hear it, we see it, the communication is better. The Buffalo game, you're watching frantically Dak smashing his foot against the ground <laughs> trying to get the ball. Yeah. All of a sudden it turns into, you don't see that at home. You don't see violence of trying to get the ball and get the thing snapped. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't see the panic. And it's panic because you're trying to read, you're trying to get the ball, you know these officials are going to call a delay game on you, it's going to cost you five yards, you might have to burn a timeout. Communication at home for the Cowboys is elite. On the road, it wanes a little bit. Mm-hmm. It wanes. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, things that you think are clear and are taken care of on the road aren't. What happened? They run a twist stunt the other day. They give up a sack. They man the stunt. I haven't seen him do that. I haven't seen the Smiths man a stunt like that and get mm-hmm. twist and get a sack on him like that. Hadn't seen that at home. Saw it on the road. Maybe they didn't get it. Maybe they tried to man the stunt thinking, uh-oh, I'm trying to yell. I'm trying to tell you, you know, we're going to twist it, twist it, twist You know, I'm trying to – you don't hear it. They have problems, I believe, on the road with communication. And, I, and I'm not saying it, it's, it's one of those things where, it's, where Dak struggles to get the snap off all the time. I'm just saying I don't think it's as clean – and I think that's the issue because they at home, they run like a, as they say, a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. And there's no problems. We all hear it. Here we go. And they boom. They go play football. Here it on the road, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And I think it happens on the offense. And I think it happens on the defense, too. Uh, well, positive Amber. Let's look at the Wait, price. What? Yeah. What do you mean what? What do you mean what? Let's look at the bright side. Okay. After this team had their come to Jesus moment mm-hmm. after the loss against the 49ers, mm-hmm. which is that's my I don't look anything before that because yeah. they became a new a different team after that. Um, they won against the Chargers 2017. They lost against the Eagles 20 well, 20 8-23 was very, very close game, very competitive. And then they beat the Panthers 33-10. And then against Buffalo, this was pretty bad. So where I'm trying to get at, if you look at just this window, it's not as bad as it seems. Uh, yes, they're, they're, the points that they do score drops down. down yeah. Drops down quite significantly. <laughs> can't even talk. Then the ones they do score at home, very different there. But they're still playing competitive. What I was lacking in this game against the Bills is they just simply did not show up whatsoever. Right off the bat, there was no um, fire in them, like it, which is not very typical of them. You see them going out there after in this span after the 49ers, and they've been a pretty competitive team even when they've lost they they're there competing and so i'm trying to look at this game against the bills just hopefully that was just that one time uh well i say that and i'm lying because i think i might pick miami to win this weekend I don't know. You need to sleep a couple more sleeps. This is where you, this is the thing. There's so many things that, that happen in my head at once because I feel that way. And then we and we were talking about well, this, Patrick, about like they usually bounce back. Like right. they, don't they don't lose, lose twice, twice in yeah. a row. So 
Um, well, that game meant a lot though to them. That Buffalo game did, meant yeah. a lot. It meant a lot to Buffalo, but it meant it meant a lot. I think a lot more to you, to if because you're you know what your path is. You know, yeah. there was a time when the Jason Garrett administration where they would never lose on the road. They couldn't win at home. Remember, yeah. for a while yeah. there, AT and T Stadium was not a home field advantage for the Dallas Cowboys. Going on the road, it was, and we asked the same questions. Well, what's the problem playing at home? You know what? You know, so this team is. It, it's funny. It's it's throughout. It's uh, the last say. You know, ten, twelve years. It's been that way of like you've either played exceptionally well on the road, or you played exceptionally well now at home. Yep. It's 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 funny they 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 haven't been able to kind of put that together. I have a quick question for you guys, and sure. you look at the time. Oh well, no, go ahead. too bad, Derek. <laughs> too bad. Right. Uh, quick question for y'all, <laughs> because I've seen this on Twitter. Do you guys think that them finding out or knowing that they clinched the spot in the playoffs? They said they didn't. They did. They say yeah. They say they didn't. They know. said they didn't. There's no there's no way for us to disprove. Everybody it. has a phone. Yeah. yeah, but they were. But they were I'm just saying it's hard to keep that they, a yeah, secret. Yeah, but it was just right ahead of kickoff. But they you know, that they're doing warm ups and everything. And I mean, I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. Yeah. Do, do you, I mean, they say what they say. But, but let's be clear. Even if they hadn't clinched before that game, they. I mean, every all of us knew this is a playoff team. They're going to the playoffs. Yeah. I don't. I don't think anything yeah. was revealed. Yeah, they yeah. clinched it, but we all knew they were going to right. the playoffs. And and I I go back to what you used to say, Brian, all the time. Desperate team wins. The more desperate yeah. team wins. Uh, Buffalo, that was a playoff game. Right now, they're, they're sitting they're, outside the playoffs yeah, looking in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every game for them at this point is a playoff game. Right. Every, they got to win them all probably to get into the playoffs. They got to. They certainly don't have any room for error. Mm-hmm. Dallas is not in the same boat. And so yeah. I, I know what you're saying, Brian. This game should have been important to Dallas. Yeah. I don't think Dallas was as desperate as, as yeah. Buffalo they was. No, but, but if, you're, if you know that you're so much better at home, Anything to secure a home game I hear to you, start yeah. this thing and to maybe give you a chance to maybe get a couple of home games, that that's Dallas's recipe for getting to the Super Bowl right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's, it just, if you told me Dallas's, give me Dallas's recipe: play great offense and get home games. <laughs> yep, that, that's the recipe. That's two of our three problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It, to me, I there, there there has to be desperation of wanting to win this division. You know, and and they they didn't have that the other day. They really didn't. It's just yeah. two different teams right now. One one version of the Cowboys are at home, and the other version, which is uh, you know significativamente. Uh, <laughs> Say what? What, <laughs> what was that? Uh, having fun. Um, it's a different. It's a different team uh, on the road. All right, it's a different team. Patrick, before we get in the show, give us a lap coat. What you got? Um, bring me in, Beamer. He was not ready. He's not ready. I literally hear him over there screaming like, oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) Beamer's already out. Beamer's on Christmas. uh, Yes, science. Yeah, there you go. I got two. Okay. 221. Um, This is not a fun number for the Cowboys or Cowboys fans. 221. Uh, Cook. He ran for 224. Well, he had 221 yards from scrimmage. 179 of that was rushing and two touchdowns against the Cowboys. That is the most from scrimmage allowed by the Cowboys since Todd Gurley did it in week four of 2017. I was there. Uh, Cowboys (laughs) lost that game as well. Guess what? It was over 30 points allowed. No surprise. Uh, But here's the positive, and this is what we have to try to take away from it. Hopefully, the Cowboys can show some resiliency. Uh, They allowed 222 total to the Arizona Cardinals following game. They allowed only 50. Three yards. They won that game. They allowed 170 on the versus ground. Versus whom? I'm sorry. I uh, that I was the Patriots. Okay. Yeah, the Patriots. I was just making sure. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, just, <laughs> he couldn't get it going that day. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't get it going that day. Um, 
170 uh, yards why. on the ground allowed to the 49ers. <laughs> Bounced back against the Chargers in Los Angeles. Allowed only 53 yards and, and a touchdown to a pre-broken Austin Eckler. Okay, that was yeah. before Eckler was broken. Uh, and then you <laughs> talked about it. The Cowboys have shown that they can bounce back and not lose two games in a row. They have a daunting, daunting task in proving that again against the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 221 Cowboys need to use that as few to never let that happen again this season. Yeah, it's this will be the tough... Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's funny how we're holding on to that stat that they don't lose twice. It, it's because it continues to prove true until yeah. it doesn't. And, and the that, tough, that, the that's tough thing, though. very, very impressive stat. Yeah. Like, because look at the Eagles, for example, right? They they got decimated by the 49ers, and everybody was like, well, not everybody, but most people were like, oh, well, they'll bounce back, especially against mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Three they got later. obliterated. Yeah, and it's like, later. oh, well, they're not going to lose three in a row, especially to Drew L- Oh, so not losing two in a row, stretching back to, you know, late 2021, that's actually a, a huge accomplishment. The interesting thing will be, and I have to go back and look, is this the best opponent they've pay, faced coming off of a loss? Because uh, this is a yeah. really, really good Miami team. And as, as I kind of threw up there with, with New England, like New England beating them off a loss was one thing. Going to Miami and beating them off a loss, that's a whole different ball game. And so this is going to be an interesting one. I'm going to go back and look at that just for, you know, just for Grinch, just to see if this is the best team that they've played coming off of a loss. Miami also doesn't play well against teams above 500. So have they had many of those? I don't think they've had many. They, of those, they've had an, yeah. it's it's similar to what the Cowboys yeah, have had. Yeah. So that's that same. So we don't know. Yeah, yeah. That narrative that's carried with the Cowboys. It's been true of Miami, just not as um, as pointed at. They did lose to those Eagles, right? Mm. I'm pretty sure they lost to the Eagles. Mm. They did. They did. Yeah. So. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll start breaking this Philadelphia. Thing. I know. We'll start. <laughs> right? we'll, we'll start breaking this thing down. Brian's going to tell us about uh, this Miami offense versus the Cowboys defense. Till then, for Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?